welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the heart i'm your host israel and my guest is my friend my brother my schoolmate super talented artist producer uh and the founder of the non-profit voices of africa today of africa today yeah. is, is that the name yeah that's the name yeah, okay right. i got it right yeah <laughs> thanks so much for coming to the sanctuary today thank you so much for having me uh it's a great pleasure and i really really appreciate being here oh man let's let's start from sae man that's what we meant in cape town south africa exactly. how is cape town man Cape Town is beautiful, as always have been. Uh, you know how Cape Town is. It's always a vibe, uh, a peaceful city. Always a vibe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, whenever I think of Cape Town and SA, I remember we shot um, the video for, hey, what was his name? We shot the video for this guy in Long Street. Yeah, yeah. He was kind yeah. of showing what a weekend is like in Cape, Cape Town. Cape Town, oh, yeah. That video was crazy. Yeah, man. it was. It was. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Corona... Guys, Long Street, anyway. But yeah, I was going to just mention that, you know, the coronavirus, you know, due to the whole pandemic situation, Long Street is kind of quiet now because there's a curfew, you know, clubs and restaurants must, you know, close by midnight. So, yeah, that has really killed the night, mm. night vibes. But, you know, in the day, it's still... Yeah. It's still filled with tourists and, yeah, that kind of vibe. I mean, Cape Town, like I always tell people, man, like I, I've been to a few countries where Cape Town is just has a unique type of beauty. And yeah. then whatever you want is in Cape Town, from mountain to ocean to hiking to everything. So exactly. I, I'm not even going to lie, I miss Cape Town a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone who has been here can actually, you know, testify to the fact that you do miss Cape Town when you leave. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's start our essay as I, as I was saying. Yeah. What led you to uh go to SA to study uh music engineering? Okay. Music engineering, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sound engineering. Sound engineering, music production. So uh, before sound I sound engineering as a music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, before I went to SA in Lagos, I was, you know, managing mm. uh, a certain artist called Ajuju. And I was just his manager. I used to book him, you know, for studio interviews, like, you know, radio and TV interviews and stuff like that. But then I also joined him to his studio mm -hmm. sessions, his recording sessions at the studio. And that's when I started, you know, picking up an interest in the whole process of music, making music, the process of making music. So I started to make inquiries, do research. Mm -hmm. I found Cape Town. I found SAE. You know, I initially I wanted to go to London. But the, the, the cost of going to London was quite high. So I decided to choose Cape Town. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then how was, I guess, like, actually, let's even rewind before I say, like, how did you get into music? Because now, like, how did you get into managing these artists? Okay. Uh, the artist was a, was a friend of mine. I actually, uh, how we became friends, you know, he... I used to manage a hotel in Lekki, Lagos, and the artists used to, you know, be very frequent at the hotel, and that's how we became friends. So we started talking, and you know, he introduced me into the music world. You know, I, then I started picking up interest because I, I had a few contacts, you know, with you know guys in radio, TV, and that's how I started talking to him about, you know, managing him, 
And then he gave me a non-exclusive, you know, kind of deal where I would just manage him and if whatever deals came through, you know, we, we split profits. So in that process, I started to, you know, learn a little bit like interest, get interested in uh, music production because I would go to studios with him. So like uh, studios like Dr. Fraps, the late Dr. Fraps. I used to you know, go to studios to chill with Dr. Fraps and Juju and just watch them do their thing. And that's how I started, you know, vibing with the whole music production thing. But before then, and I've been inspired by, you know, great artists like Tupac, Shakur, you know, Bob Marley, Bujibanton, you know, and old hip hop music generally, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um and then moving to SAE, how was that uh change for you living in Cape Town and how was it studying in SAE? It was great. It was a wonderful experience. Like, you know, I when I initially came to Cape Town, it was just after my bachelor's degree program, you know, in, at the University of Lagos, you know, Nigeria and after that, after my bachelor's degree, you know, I just, you know, got really bored after working a couple of years in human resources management. I wasn't feeling it. So I decided to go to Cape Town for a short course, three months short course in music production. So by the time, by the time I got here, you know, I was very enthusiastic at the time, a young guy, you know, trying to live his dreams. And, you know, the director of the school, mm -hmm. SAE Cape Town, picked that up, you know, he saw that I was really you know, eager to learn, you know. And he offered me a scholarship, you know, to do like a, the full-time diploma in sound engineering. That was like a year and a couple of months, you know, program, full-time scholar. He offered me... Wow, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys did it, probably didn't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you know, he offered me, you know, the scholarship, um to pay the academic aspect of the whole thing. But then I had to take care of like the accommodation and my cost of yeah, living. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys were all in that. What was that company with that, that company that owns all the hostel in Cape Town? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, what's the name of that place? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they own all South the hostels po in Cape Town. South Point, South Point. Stay at South Point. South Point. Yeah. They own every damn thing. God yeah, damn yeah, it. Yeah. it anyway, um, and, and then how was day-to-day -day in SAE learning sound engineering? I remember we had our cool studio in the in The, in the Neve, basement. the underground, yeah, the basement Neve studio. Oh, my uh, God. Ah, that studio was sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was a great, great experience learning on such, you know, high-tech equipment and machines. You know, we learned a lot. SAE exposed, you know, us to a lot of, a lot about sound engineering, not just music. You know, we learned about, you know, music for film, arranging like, you know, uh, music for film and stuff, post-production. We learned acoustics, like constructing studios, you know, to professional standards and stuff like that. Voiceover, you know, a lot of things that we learned, you know, and even the physics of sound, you know. Uh, electronics of sound, how to maintain and build, mm. build your own equipment and stuff. Sound is deep. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, it's true. Cause, cause like then we're doing the film side yeah. and like every time I hear your music, I'm always like, you you build your 
songs as if you are building it for film. I didn't even know yeah. you guys were studying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were being introduced to the whole new world of sound, you know, which included film, you know. And I, and I, film, I really mm. fell in love with that aspect of sound, film, the film aspect of it. And that's, that's, that's what I actually mm. majored in when I was, when I went back to Nigeria for the first couple of years after school. So I practiced and I worked on mm. Nigerian idols uh, as a sound engineer post-production. I also worked on uh, a Glow Soccer Academy. It was a reality TV show that was being sponsored by Glow, Glow at the time. Did a lot of projects, you know, like that. Wow. And yeah. And then I got really... How, how was that experience, you know, having to go back to Nigeria and doing, it was rough. doing all this stuff? It was rough. It was rough at first. You know, Nigeria, even, even though, you know, I had, you know, been exposed to a lot of, you know, professional, you know, aspects of sound. I had, you know, learned so much techniques. I still had to go back, you know, and do things unprofessionally, you know. Yeah, because mm. things in Nigeria aren't so professional. So it was a it was a big challenge, you know, because most of the times I was, you know, made to work unprofessionally, you know. I was made to just mm. put my all my professional stuff in my back pocket and just <laughs> get in the jungle. Man, that yeah. must have been difficult. Mm, it was really difficult. At first I was doing Shakara. <laughs> I was doing Shakara. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would insist... To the producer, I would tell them, "Look, I can't work on you know this software. I need a Mac. I need this." Then they told me, "Ah, let's see, hunger never beat you. Hey, hunger." <laughs> <laughs> they told me, yeah, if, when, when you get hungry, you would you know you would die for whatever." <laughs> yeah. so, but I but I had to you adjust know. it. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. But but you know I guess that is the other thing that um that mentality kind of holds people with um drive passion yes, and, and and skill back absolutely absolutely where you just become redundant with all of your capabilities you know you have no avenues to express mm. to express and to you know to do stuff mm. yeah that you're capable of it's it's quite frustrating and that's what led me back. You know, that's what led me back out here. Mm. You know, to, yeah, to just mm. uh, because Nigeria, Nigeria, so, Nigeria you know, has a tendency of making you focus on the money, the money, the money, the money, and then you you lose, you know, quite a lot of, you know, you know, other aspects of the of you know growing in your professional field. Mm. Yeah. So you you essentially, you know. Um, learned all these skills, went back home, like, you know, to share these skills and the environment wasn't um, really welcoming of those yeah, skills. Yeah, it wasn't consistent. At what point were you like, okay... Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would say it was uh, rather inconsistent because I would get projects like, not every project was able to afford, had a budget for, sound engineer, for a sound engineer, you know, so it was only a few projects. Mm -hmm. In a year, I would get like two, three projects. And that just wasn't cutting it for mm. me, you know. So, yeah, I had to just had to put my 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 whole stuff on the scale and balanced it out, and I made my decision to come back. Mm. After. Yeah, I see exactly what you mean. Yeah. So then, what what was uh, I guess like the final thing that made you say, okay, you know, I need to move back to Cape Town to actually practice my craft. 
Okay, um, I I had a lot of I had um I had some friends out here who you know I met while we were studying, and they mm. they kind of encouraged me to come back out here, you know, and you know try to focus on what I really wanted to do, as opposed to just you know making money like you know just getting money and just getting by. Uh, they told me to encourage mm. me to come out here and just you know focus on what I really wanted to do as, as a sound engineer because it was becoming confusing. Uh, whether I wanted to be a film, like audio post guy, or, you know, do you want to do music? You know, so I had to, like, you know, really check things out. And that's when I started. When I came back was when I really started to, you know, do music. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So when you were in Nigeria, were you, like, uh, apart from doing all the sound engineering for all these TV shows yeah. that you did, yeah. Um, did you like do any beats for any artists? Yes, yes, time? yes. I, I got the opportunity to work for Ikechuku Kills. Yeah, I, I produced a song nice. for him. Yeah, and he shot a video for it. Clarence Peters shot the video for the song. I think the, the name of the song is uh, nice. These Shots. These Shots. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, it was a good opportunity. He also introduced me to a whole lot of other artists in the industry, people like One Day Cole. Um, Bonner Boy. I also got a chance to work with Bonner Boy. I got in the studio with him, you know, recorded the song, but they never got to release it, you know. The song I still have the data oh, man, for. man, doesn't that... That can be so irritating. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. I tried to remix <laughs> last year. Like, when, when you know, Bonner Boy started to really pick up. You know, last year, I tried to remix the song and sent it to Ikechiku yeah. again, you know. But, you know, he just wasn't feeling it, you know. He, uh, he told me mm. to try to, you know, remake it again. Uh, but I just mm. haven't had the time. But I mean, I guess it's just not the, the right song, you know, for the... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but I'm, I'm yeah, sure the yeah. opportunity will come again. Yeah. So, yeah. so you now move to... Move back to Cape Town. Yeah. Uh, what did you start doing? Like, did you start working on music right away? Uh, yes, yes. I started working on music right away. Uh, but then I also had to, had to find a job, you know. I started volunteering as an orphanage uh, in Cape Town, you know. I was, you know, helping them out with uh, organizing their fundraising events and stuff like that. And, you know, after, after some time, I, I introduced a music project at the orphanage, started to work with, you know, kids at the orphanage. And that gave me the idea to start off um, the Voices of Africa Today thing coupled with my exposure to the Red Bull Studios, yeah. So I also had the opportunity to record a project at Red Bull Studio. Uh, so from there, meeting... Yeah, let's talk about that Red Bull Studios yeah. thing for a bit. Yeah. Um, how did that happen? Oh, that, um, that I The opportunity I found um, on the internet, I think a radio presenter actually presented an opportunity to me um, and he just sent me, you know, details for a guy who worked at Red Bull Studios. He told me that they were also a non-profit organization supporting local artists and they were giving out free studio sessions and stuff. So I, you know, took the chance. There, I also attended a workshop mm. where I met other, you know, Cape Town artists who I started to vibe with. That's where I met Khan, Khan Grizzly, you know, for the first mm. time. And we started, you know, vibing there. Mm. Yeah. 
Right. It was right, it was right, quite right. challenging coming um, out here at so, first. Yeah, very challenging coming out here at first because no job, nothing to really do. Now. It was really faith that got me through that period. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. And then you you know with the experience you had at Red Bull, and yeah. then with what happened uh the skills set you built working in this not-for-profit yes what made you decide to set up voices of africa today okay um there were a couple of bottlenecks you know in the operation of of my music project within the orphanage where i was you know volunteering you know i wasn't able to you know run the project exactly how i you know would how i really wanted to so all of that, you know, mm -hmm. put together really, you know, motivated me to like think about starting my own, you know, non-profit projects, you know, focus specifically on, you know, helping out local musicians out here. So I started off, you know, in 2019, reg registered the, the company and, you know, we just started pushing with events, you know, you know, getting our word out there you know, to artists on the ground and, you know, inviting them to our events to, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that we have, you know, to offer here. Mm. And then, how? I mean, so where most of the uh, artists you work with, some of the kids you met at the orphanage? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The artists I currently work with now, because uh, the, the orphanage used to deal with kids. They used to, like... Um, host kids between the ages of six and 16 years old. So after they mm. turned 16, they would, you know, be admitted to, you know, other homes for older kids. And so most of the kids that I, most of the, the boys that I, I'll no longer call them kids now because they've grown now. Most of them, <laughs> yeah, I met them like six years ago, but they've grown now and I still work with them, but they no longer live at the orphanage. Some of them have now been reunited with their families some of mm. them, you know, are leaving, you know, homes for bigger boys. But I still work with them. We still keep, you know, the whole family thing going. And that's really a great thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, I guess now, with the, you know, setting that up, like, how do you fund Voices of Africa today, at least, you know, starting out? Okay. Uh, starting out was just uh, passion for the first couple of years, you know, even before we got the registration, you know, it was just from mm -hmm. my pocket, from my hard-end salary. You know, I was working at the time at call centers in sales, marketing, and I was also an English teacher at the time. So all of the money that I was saving, I was just, you know, using to fund, to build the Voices of Africa today. You know, you know, the website, with the website, funding the website, you know, all of that, you know, little administrative telephone bills and stuff like that, transportation for artists to come visit the studio. It was all coming from my pocket, you know, until after one year, because after one year we got our first in 2020 was when we got our first uh, support from Loto, mm. as you can see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, see. yeah, 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 yeah. It must be difficult though. Like you know, you you have to actually go to your day job. Yeah. And then use the money from that to, to fund, fund this yeah. project. Yeah. 
It was very difficult. How? It didn't make yeah, sense. Like, it didn't make sense to it, everyone it, who was in my life. Even my girlfriend at the time was like, you know, this doesn't make sense. You know, like you're struggling. You're struggling even with your day job, but you know, there you are funding something that you know doesn't even uh, look promising. You know, but I just kept the faith. In- so, what what kept you going then with uh, you know, all that stuff and like basically what is happening on the ground? Actually, what kept you going? Well, I didn't really have a choice of anything else to do. Like it was just music is my passion, and and. Um, you know, like like I said, the motivation started from getting that scholarship, and it was from that point that I started to think about giving back. You know, and giving back mm. doesn't always have to be with money. You know, it's mostly with time, your knowledge, and you're just sharing your resources. Yeah, so that's mm. what that's what motivated me. Like you know, when I look back, you know, the base was already solid. You know, the solid foundation was that scholarship and the knowledge foundation. And spreading that knowledge mm. was just the <clears throat> was just the key motivation there. Yeah. Mm. Man, um, so it's like basically because of what happened years ago. Yeah, you you went to USA to do this thing, and then they they saw the passion you had for music and learning. Man, they yeah. said, okay, this is a scholarship. Come study the full thing. Yeah. So this was in your own way giving back in a way just give back to the society that gave me so much you know yeah mm. yeah so um you you had this idea that okay uh there are these children that are rather unfortunate and and they are not going through the best experience yeah but when they are making music it they, like they are in a happy place so they, you want to show them that they can take this music and actually make something out of themselves. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of things involved in that, right? You know, yeah. recording, writing, all that. Yeah. So how did you go about getting that from yourself, like from your experience and giving that to the kids? Well, now men and, yeah. and women that have grown. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, 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 the kids, most of them, actually didn't you know have the talent initially they didn't know that they had it you know but being exposed being with the other peers in the studio just hanging in the studio you know started to give them ideas that they could actually do it and you know Mm. they started to try but you know all i did was just guide them you know just guide them and you know not to swear in their lyrics for example you know because the kids you know they don't want to be you know putting out negativity, you know, into the world. So th- that's, that's the basic, you know, guidance that I give them, you know, uh, you know just make, make sure that they, you know, staying positive with the music and, yeah, and learning positively from the whole music, mm. yeah. And that, that led to um, the, the music video that, every time I watch that music video, I just become hungry <laughs> because of the food there. <laughs> Oh, the bride. Yeah, every time I watch that video, I'm always on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what was the idea behind that video? And, like, why did you make everyone kind of dress um, in their traditional attire? Because, like, I think there were people from Congo, Uganda, yeah. and all these yeah. things. So, yeah. 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 So, it was a, a song uh, idea that came about from, you know, our association with the National Lotteries Commission, our sponsors. Uh, part of the promise initially was to do a song like you know 
like a you know thank you song and the message would be unity amongst Africans and of course the rest of the world so mm-hmm. you know, I started to work on the song like in November I think of August last year 2020 that's when we started you know recording the song and it was a challenge like bringing all of the artists together you know on the song because we we didn't really audition but uh, I you know looked out a lot you know for the best people that I you know think would deliver the best for the song and, and we did yeah mm. we did yeah so but the song is just part of our forms part of our like you know promotional strategy for our message you know for the world yeah it's unity you know coming together as Africans and we we, we, we decided to look look like our message you know African mm. and unity yeah so that's why we dress you know you know, African attire. Yeah. Um, so what was the process of shooting that video? Okay. Uh, the script uh, came about. I put the script together and the whole idea. We mapped out locations, of course, and we we went out to have a look at some of the locations that we had uh, mapped out with the with the guy who who shot the video. And, and yeah, it, it wasn't such a... Uh, a big problem every everybody like you know we're really happy to be part of the process you know the making and the actual shooting of the video and we got a lot of support mm. from our friends you know community makeup artists you know uh, a lot of people came through to support and it was amazing it was a great you know team effort that you know turned out to be you know productive yeah yeah, and you've been uh, really pushing that song. Yeah. Uh, getting the artist in front, you know, to radio, TV. TV. What, why is that important for you to do? Oh, yes. It's part of the, like, the, the promise that we made to our sponsors that we would, uh, we would you know, promote the song as, you know, as far as possible, just so that the world would know who was behind in terms of support. And uh, and for the world war to also know, you know, what we stand for, unity, in mm. a very very um, racially divided society where in which we operate, yeah, South Africa. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, you've been doing, uh, you know, actually, I've just been going kind of through this thread of your of your timeline from. Yeah starting yeah. your love for music and yeah. coming to here but yeah. i didn't even talk of your process like yeah when it comes to making music wh- like what software do you use oh yeah um how do you even like is it the beats first before the inst- before the lyrics oh, how, yes, does it, yes, yes. how do you do it for me it's the the beats comes first and i use logic pro uh that we got taught at sa logic and pro tools i use logic for my for my production and arranging of the composition of the song and Pro Tools for mixing mm. and mastering, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, like the beat comes first, you lay down the drums, you put in your melodies and then that's when your lyrics start to like form, you know, you start to get ideas for the direction for the song. <clears throat> but there's always like a basic mm. theme, there's always like a basic melody, like from the theme of the song, you already know if it's a love song, or if it's going to be a sad song, or if it's going to be like a praise, gospel kind of, you know, praise. So, or hip hop or whatever. So it's always, you know, foundational. Like from the foundation, you already know 
what direction you probably gonna go with the tune yeah. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what it is though. So like um let's talk about Mzanzi from Lagos to Mzanzi. Yeah. What was the idea and the concept behind that album and how long did it take to make it and the songs that you had on there? Okay. Well, uh the songs I had on Lagos to Mzanzi were songs that I had, you know, collected from my period, you know, after studying at SAE, you know, going back to Nigeria and returning back to South Africa. You know, it was that whole mm. movement and transition between the two, you know, coasts. Yeah. So, and and it also, the movements here and there also inspired, you know, the sounds on that album greatly. And that's why I decided to call it Lagos to Mzansi because... It was a fusion, like, you know, of Afrobeats and, yeah, Kwaito, kind of, not really Kwaito, but, you know, South African kind of soulful kind of, you know, vibes, yeah. Mm. yeah. One of the songs I really like that I think I'm still going to do something with is so easy. Oh, yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that vibe. I really thanks, like the thanks, vibe thanks, of that thanks. song. Yeah, yeah. Like it just makes you want to dance, dance man. Yeah, yeah. Just move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um yeah. yeah. So, you know, you you kind of started Voices of Africa today. Yeah. And your own music was pushed back. Yes. You know, to put this uh the youths in front. Yeah. To yeah. showcase them. Yeah. Uh and to like shine the light on, on what they're doing and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I just the other day I just saw can't let go. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, go. wait, this guy is back in the studio. So yeah. let's talk about that. When did he decide? Okay, no, I want to go back and do something. Oh yeah. So music is like a is always like a a thing. I use music to relax. Like the process, the music, the process of making music is is how it's like therapy for me. It's like cooking, like you know. And so I find myself, I make music almost every day. Like there's always there's something new coming out for me every week. And so looking back at my catalog, I just discovered how much music, you know, I've been working on, you know, over a couple of, you know, months and years, you know, especially from the lockdown period. Um, so that's what really inspired me to start, you know, putting out, picking, you know, some of my favorites and shooting videos for them. And I'm actually releasing an album next month, you know, that I'm trying to complete. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. wow, wow. How many songs is going to be there? It's going to be 17 or 18, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> You're angry. It's going to be. It's going to be. Bogri, don't Me, I want my own Grammy Award. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um... Like, uh, uh, let's talk about the first, kind of the first one you dropped yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We Can't Let Go. Yeah. What was the concept behind that song? Uh, and why did you decide to show, uh, choose Can Grizzly to flow, flow on the, on the song? Okay. Um, well, Can Grizzly, I've been working with a lot of, you know, male artists. And I've also, I've always wanted to work with a, a female, like female artists as well. And... But I just never, you know, I've never really had the, the, the opportunity to meet with anyone that vibes quite well with me. 
uh, Kan Grizzly. Mm. I met her a couple of years ago, but she she has a day job, you know, and I also, you know, get busy in the day. So we our times have been clashing. But the coronavirus, like I said, you know, has been a blessing in disguise, giving everybody the opportunity to like, you know, you know, you know, giving people more time mm. to like do some extra things and so that's how we finally got the opportunity to record the song. And yeah, and it, it turned out quite well, you know. We I sent her the beats, you know. I recorded my part of the song already. I sent her the beats. And I gave her the message, the whole idea for the song. And then, you know, she came up with, you know, great lyrics for the first verse. She came up with great lyrics for the first verse. And then when she came to the studio, we came up with the second verse. Yeah. And it, it was really, mm. really, yeah, it was dope. Because she's just, she, it's, a, it's something new for her. This whole, whole Afrobeat kind of vibe is very new for her. And she's, she's happy. She's, she's happy with how, you know, she's going with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cause like I I check some of her songs yeah. and you know it's like straight uh, yeah yeah straight hip hop um, yeah, yeah. so yeah that yeah. that transformation must yeah, have been yeah, like super yeah. interesting yeah, you know yeah, yeah even for her fans you know they find it you know very interesting and yeah it's good for both of us yeah, yeah. uh let's talk about the video cause the video I I like I love when a video is not just an artist singing in front of lights yeah, and everything yeah, like you yeah. can see there's a concept yeah people yeah. have sat down and thought about this video there's a story yeah. there yeah, yeah you know yeah so yeah. uh who came up with the story <laughs> and uh what, what was in that text message that you saw <laughs> so yeah i i usually i usually <laughs> i usually come up with the concepts for my video like the basic scripts the whole you know idea and the song was a, like a breakup concept, you know, a breakup and makeup at the end. If you notice, like you know, at the mm. beginning, we had an argument and then, you know, we went apart, you know, and then started to reminisce on the good memories we had at the gallery, you know. Yeah. So all mm. the, the, the whole idea was just... Wait, before up. you continue, let's mm. talk about our gallery. Yeah. Yeah. Before you continue, let's talk about the gallery. Yeah. I thought that gallery thing was like... Um, um, I thought it before it was a museum, but then okay, you know, figured it was a gallery. Yeah. How did you lock that place down? Because you didn't just walk through; you actually performed inside it yeah. with smokes and stuff. So, yeah. how did you pull that one off? Yeah, we 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 had the booking. You know, we booked the the studio like a month before the shoot, and we had been you know oh, yeah talking right, to right, the owner. Right, right. And, but I've been friends with the owner for a couple of years. We actually wanted to do like a fundraising event together, you know, once before the lockdown came. And then through the lockdown, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, keeping in touch with them. And then, you know, when I when we decided to shoot for the song, I approached them again with the whole concept, sent them the scripts, you know. But we we really pleaded with them with the whole performance thing. They didn't really like the whole idea. So they gave us an hour to do our thing, like, you know, to just come in, set up as quickly as we can and just... Wow, you pull all that off in one hour. In one hour, we set up... Yeah, that's a machines. lot of work. Yeah, smoke machines, everything in one yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> so we did God damn it, man. Yeah. I don't... I Like, I'm just wrapping my mind around you. I'm like, I would never... I would just say, no, we don't have that. Like, we can't pull that off. Yeah. So, like, you get one hour. Yeah, Holy one shit. hour. Yeah. Like, how many yeah. guys were behind it? Like, how many crew did you have, like, okay, it was, helping set things up? It was up three there? guys. Three guys on the production crew. 
What? Yeah, three guys. Man, yeah. you guys walk so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were quite fast. God it was damn a, it, one hour. It was our first point of call. And me. you got a lot of shots because you had your own shots. Yeah, yeah. She had her own shots. shots. You had shots together we and like yeah. different shots together. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, God yeah, damn we it. just tried to knock it off as quickly as possible and we did. But the guys, they enjoyed, you know, working with us too, you know. They gave us a little extra time mm. to like to pack up and yeah yeah okay yeah, okay okay yeah, okay yeah. and um so the beach part was that a different day no it was the same day it was the last scene we shot <laughs> <laughs> no it was, the beach the beach part initially wasn't part of the script you know but you know i, I just said to them like Let's just do, you know, let's just utilize. Let's just. I mean, you're in Cape Town, man. Yeah, you gotta show the beach. Exactly. Man. Let's max out. Let's, let's max out the, you know, productivity for the day. So I just told them, yeah, man, let's, yeah. just, let's just drive to the beach and do whatever we can. And we, we got yeah. to the beach. I think it's also helpful that it was just your shot that was at the beach. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. It was just my shot. Yeah. So we, we got there in time and we just used yeah, it. Yeah. So, like. Holy shit! I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it because yeah. you had the, you had the location in the house. Yeah. You had the art gallery. You had the beach. Yeah. And you did all that in one day. In God one, damn everything it. in one day. And, <laughs> and 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 we had a little disappointment on that day that stole like three hours of our time because we had we, had, we booked a place that we were going to use for the apartment scene. Yeah. Yeah, we booked an Airbnb apartment, yeah. but you know we got cancelled at the mm-hmm. while we were trying to check in. So we, we we were told to what pres- the f- wait wait, wait. <laughs> we were told last minute you know at check wait 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 yeah so like you get to the, you get to the, <laughs> place, get to the place and you're like okay we want to and they're like oh no sorry they're cancel. like they're like sorry I'm sorry we, you guys have to present your ID <laughs> and I was That's like crazy, and I was like a whole man. I was like with the whole crew they were like present all your yeah. IDs I was like no I'm the one who booked the place I have my ID. You know, they're like, no, no, everybody has to present. I'm like, no, this is, this is ridiculous. You know, so we're arguing for like two, that is ridiculous. two three hours. We were confused. Our day was about to be ruined, but you know, <clears throat> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Holy I just shit. So you decided to like use your back, apartment yeah, because I, I recognize some yeah, places yeah, yeah, there yeah, in the video. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided, you know, let's just go back. Let's go back. Let's go back home. Have lunch and you know, res- you know, just set the apartment up, you know, and and make do with what we have because we don't have a choice right now. Mm. Yeah, mm. so it was just the mm. devil's way of like you know distracting us from achieving you know the day's plan. Yeah, yo, man, you guys pulled that off in one day. So, um, and then like now with this album you're yeah. working on, yeah, um, like. Would you say the songs are done or? Yeah, the songs are done. I'm what? just, I'm just, uh, what I'm doing now is just mastering. Yeah, I'm just mastering all of the songs and making sure that, because I, st- I worked on the songs on different machines, you know, uh, on different versions of Logic. So they kind of sound kind of a bit, you know, different. So I'm trying to match all of the sounds and making sure that, you know, when the listener is playing through the album, they get like a different, a a, a same level of, you know, energy and vibe, yeah. 
That's great. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So, do you have a title for the album yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back to dust. Back to dust. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why? Why that title? <laughs> well, like you know, like as humans, you know, like we whatever we do, we come out here in the world and we make our contributions, and where do we go back to? Mm. Yeah, we're just out here making our contributions. And after everything, we all just go back to dust. Yeah, that's why yeah, I tied it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is that is profound. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, do you have any artists you'll be featuring on the album? Uh, yes, a whole lot of, you know, I have a whole gang of artists on the album. Can Grizzly is one of them. Um, I have like a couple of rappers, you know, underground, like the guys I work with on Voices of Africa today. Some of the guys from the orphanage who we used to, we've been working for years, they're featuring on the album. It's going to be a great album, you know. It's going to be a great album. It marks like a, a great development in my in my musical journey. And it's a mm. great it's a great statement, you know, for me at this point as a music producer, songwriter. Artists, all of my skills, I'm you know, displaying on this very album. Yeah, mm. yeah. So let, let's talk about um, now. You kind of touched it a little bit uh, earlier when you said uh, how COVID changed some things. Yeah. What were some things you had planned that COVID changed, and how did you adapt when COVID came? Okay, actually, before COVID, I was actually planning to go out to like China, Japan to teach English because I'm an English online English teacher. I was really, you know, really, really thinking about going out to China or Japan to Asia, like to to teach English out there. But you know, with the whole COVID nineteen, I lost my job and everything. You know, there was nothing else to you know like to really do, you know, other than you know developing myself, you know and that's how I, you know, got the chance to like really focus on Voices of Africa today and, you know, building, you know, the organization, you know, building a structure for it, you know, building a team as well. Because I work with a, a great team um, of four. We are four on the team on the board membership and everyone bringing their piece of contribution to the table and making sure that we, you know, reach our goals, yeah. So COVID, mm. COVID was a great opportunity for us to like, you know, focus on Voices of Africa today and, you know, push, push, push. And that's how we managed to, to get our funding last year. And that's, that's you know, that's keep, that's, that has kept us going now. And hopefully we're, we're going to mm. keep, you know, keep getting support from the society. Yeah. yeah. So in a way... Even though it kind of changed one plan, it actually made this dream you had grow bigger. Grow bigger, like, exactly, exactly. So I'm sure it's uh, it, uh, it applies to a lot of uh, a lot of people out there. Uh, it gave people the opportunity and time to do the things that they've always wanted to do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I was. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I I was like, okay, you've built this thing this far. Yeah. You've taken these youths 
that have grown and you've shown them the possibilities with music, yeah. sharing your skill, giving them access to the studio. Yeah. But like if someone is watching, right, and you yeah. know, and they want to experience more of what uh, Voices of Africa Today is doing, yeah. what are like some of the links or what website can they check things out? Okay, um, they can easily visit our voice, www.voicesofafricatoday.org. On our website, you can check out, go on the link. Uh, there's a link uh, on our videos that says videos. Just click on there. You can find some of the videos. That links you directly to our YouTube channel where you can check out some of our training events we've had in the past, workshops and music videos as well. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, nice. Yeah, I like. Um, is there like a process if someone wanted to join or or be part of it? Ah, yeah. If you want to, like, you know, use our studios, you just need to go on our website www.voicesofafricatoday.org. Just go to visit the website, click book our studio, and it you know reveals the form. You have to download the form, fill in your details, and email it back to us, and then we process. Uh, we put we fix you on a date and invite you officially uh, to come mm. yeah to come use the studio. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah. So you know, they thank you for all these amazing things you are doing and for like actually giving back. Um, kind of starting from where you you came from, like yeah. okay. I got this amazing experience. I got this amazing opportunity, and now I'm going to give back. So yeah. thank you for that and showing that. Like, you know, you don't have to be a doctor, engineer, or whatever. You can take your passion, if it's music or whatever, yeah. and then you build something for yourself. Not just for yourself, for actually other people. Other people, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Thank man, you so much. Man, man. <laughs> uh, but, I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, before you go, though, I have yeah. this one question for you. Okay. Now that, you know, you've gotten this thing and things are starting to get a little bit stable. Yeah. Um, what are some future plans you have for yourself, apart from the album that's coming out, yeah. and for Voices of Africa today? Well, uh, my uh, our plan is to just keep growing uh, and to keep spreading the message of peace, unity, and love across the continent and across the world, you know? Uh, we want to, you know, reach out to as many artists as possible uh, to create a movement, you know, a movement, you know, that just allows people to come together and express themselves freely in music. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, that's awesome. Yo, Mo Green, thank you for the amazing things you are doing and thank you for coming to the sanctuary today. When, when, the, when the next single is out, let me know. I can't wait to check it out. Sure, sure. And when the album is done, you'll be one of the first, you know, to get the link. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Sure, sure, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out. She I swear I like a yashi she will she roll my back to Gaza?